Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your missions-related questions. With me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Okay, I have a good question for you. Well, they're all good, of course, but this one (laughs) is a little bit different, I think. Do believers in North America, now keeping in mind Empower's um, mandate role, how are believers in North America directly impacting national believers? Okay. Let's back up and answer this from a different perspective. I'm going to get to your question, okay. but I've got to back up here a little. Um, we just did a recently a podcast on this, um, talking about the difference between the first century church and the right. modern um, revival, shall we say, around the world, the great outpourings of the Spirit. Um, I'm going to take parts of that and explain something first, and then we'll move into what your okay. question. Okay. Um, there were various things that are they're common but enhanced today from what was going on in the early church. For instance, in the early church, it was the Roman Empire, a lot of persecution, a lot of death, everything like that. This caused an unquenchable hunger to find answers to life because death was around the the corner. They were always at death's door from starvation or disease or being killed by a soldier, something (laughs) or other. Well, it's the same thing today. People are looking for answers and they want those answers because their world is falling apart in where we're living right now. So those are the things. Um, that is the work done and created by the environment. And that is really God orchestrating the stage where everything is played out. So he orchestrated the early church in the Roman Empire, and he's orchestrating what disasters and problems and governments, remember governments are put in place, the Bible says, by God, he's in control. So all of these situations are being orchestrated by him. So that is the first thing. This is God's part in this whole thing of missions and these great revivals. First, it's an unquench... unquench, Let's try this again. Unquenchable hunger for him and for truth. Two, um, the speed of witnessing. Remember we talked about how evangelists are able to go out now on buses and motorcycles and pastors and national pastors going all over and planes, trains, automobiles, Mm -hmm. all of this are taking the gospel very, very quickly to all the areas. In the early church, that wasn't the way it was. So all of this These tools that we're putting together for the pastors, like giving them a motorcycle, giving them car, giving them bus money, giving them all of these things to get around, that's the part that another force is doing. And that would be the Western believers giving to the national church their um, the money so that they can have that motorcycle. Because in their, their natural way of doing it, they can't afford that. And we're just enhancing it. So that's, shall we say, us over here. That's God, first one, unquenchable. He's doing the circumstances. And we're providing the tools. Then you get into something else. Then you're talking about the miracles that are happening and all of that. Well, that's God doing that. And this is God out there creating the hunger, yes, but he's also showing his presence, dreams, healings, miracles, all of these things. So that's God saying, I'm here, I'm here. So he's putting his into that, uh, shall we say, his part into it. Next, you've got the, the work of the national pastors who are going out all the time 
and they are working so hard in the field to take the gospel to everyone. We sometimes give them some food and some um, uh, scriptures, of course, but um, some uh, food and clothes and other things when disasters happen. And they are taking those and they're working feverishly to get the gospel out to all the people. So that's the national church. So now you've got God, now you've got the national church, and now you've got us over here. What do we do? We're supplying. They are working hard. God is creating the, the circumstances and the outpouring of the Spirit. Then you've got the saturation of the Bible. And this is where we're saturating countries right now with the Word of God. It's inexpensive compared to... Um, other items, for instance, a full Bible now is, like, I'm going to say, $2 to 325 for a full Bible in a country. And we can do hundreds of thousands of those now, mass producing them and delivering them free of charge. And then you've got New Testaments that go out as well for, oh, 75 cents to a, maybe a $1.15 or $1.20. And that's the sort of pricing to get the Word of God. So that's basically how God has given us the tools, and we are purchasing and providing these tools, the scriptures, to go to into the hands of the pastors who are giving it to the believers who are growing in Christ. They could never afford to print 100,000 Bibles for their people. They couldn't afford it in the areas because the the areas where the great revivals are happening are the poor areas of the world, the areas that are not rich. Over here in the West, Go buy a Bible. That's mm-hmm. fine. Over there in those parts of the world, they can't find them. And secondly, they can't afford them. And therefore, that's why we provide them with love. And then you've got all the other things, the organizing of the house churches and the discipling that the national pastors are doing. They're doing that. And they've got all the tools necessary to go out and to organize the church. So, Joy, what I'm saying is this, that you've got three actors on the stage of these great revivals. You've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and you've got God setting the stage, pouring out his spirit, doing the miracles, giving the energy, everything that is necessary from his point of view. Then you've got the national pastors that are working feverishly around the world, not wasting a minute, and they're getting on their motorcycles, they're walking, they're riding camels, whatever it takes, to go around to find these lost people and to share the gospel. Then you've got us over here. Now we're at your question, okay? Right. Finally, I got there. Now you've got us over here in the West who have the ability to take and put into their hands all the tools that they need, which is the Bible, the food, the clothes for love, compassion, assistance, um, training materials, all of these things. We, we, we can buy that, ship it to them, and have it. And at, at times, we do other things as well for them, and we give them encouragement. They still look at us in many parts of these worlds as their, their spiritual parents, mm-hmm. simply because um, the missionaries— gave birth to a lot of these national movements, indigenous movements around the world. And they took the gospel. The missionaries sacrificed so much over the years to introduce these people. Now, the Spirit of God has raised up national leadership, indigenous leadership, but they still look back at us as far as like, thank you. Thank you for bringing us the Word of God. Thank you for the message. Thank you for your example. And therefore, in that way, that's us. We can pray for them. We can encourage them. 
We can put tools into their hands. We can put motorcycles under their seats, shall we say. Uh, we can do <laughs> all of those things that are necessary to help them do the job under the work of God and the Holy Spirit. That's where three people, three groups, shall we say, are involved in this. You know, and it's quite the choreographed dance, shall we say, when you talk about these three actors on the stage, because you have the national workers doing their thing, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Then we hear the stories back here. And we need those stories because that's what inspires us to want to support and to empower and to give. Exactly. Like you can't have one without the other. No. No, and it was never intended to be one without the other. We've tried it. We've tried this in certain quadrants of uh, Christendom over the years. We've tried to do it all ourselves, and we've we figured out we don't need any help. God, thanks very much. We really appreciate you, but <laughs> um, we'll take care of this. So they're out there doing all the preaching, and they're doing it, and they're raising their banners and all of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And they don't use the national church. No, you guys are good, but. We know better what to do. We're much more educated. So we'll take care of this. Well, that's not right. And it's never been right. And therefore, what we need to do right now is realize this is the greatest turning to God of all history. Never before have this many people come to the Lord. And it's all hands on deck. (laughs) All right? Which means everybody needs to participate in it. Not, obviously, we're saying God is participating. And he's running the show, but he's allowed us to come on and help in the national church. He's motivating to do this. And therefore, from our point of view, we need everybody over here as well to be part of this operation, to provide these tools, the Bibles, the the pastoral support so these guys can get out there and do their jobs, um, um, all the, the clothes and the, the computers and the... Huh, Um, bicycles and motorcycles. The list goes on and on and on. And that's why it's everybody's needed. Over here, we need help right now to equip them because this is the greatest turning to God. It's almost a responsibility as believers here in North America to be able to empower the national church. It is. Um, The problem is a lot of people don't understand what this game is, what this drama is being played out right now. They Mm -hmm. don't have any clue. They look into their... Um, well, newspapers aren't used anymore. So they look they look online at mm-hmm. the news items. They look on television. Um, they see the world through very worldly eyes. And um, they don't see the gospel situation nor this play. And that's why it's up to some people, ourselves included, to tell the story as to what God is doing through the national churches. When you said all hands on deck, it reminds me of uh, in the fall when you see the wheat fields and you know that they're they're coming due. They're, they're almost there and there's a big storm coming and you see those farmers out there. doesn't matter day or night. They're out there trying to bring in their harvest. Yep. And that's what our national workers are. Yep. They, they, mm-hmm. they see the storm coming. They know yep. that it's it's urgency. Yep. And we're just trying to help them with the tools to bring it in quicker. Exactly. And to take that analogy a little bit further, how many times have we just, wa- uh, you know, driven past the farmers and, oh, good for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're yep. going to eat, but uh, good for them. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's true. And and to end this conversation, we have to go back to this. Uh, using your analogy care of, of the wheat field and growing, who caused that growth? It was God. Yeah. It wasn't the national church. It wasn't us over here printing Bibles and building Honda motorcycles. It wasn't that at all. This was God by his spirit moving upon those people, showing them their desperate nature, 
showing them there's a way out. And he is causing that growth. Therefore, we cannot take any glory for this or, no. or any pat on the back. We are bondservants, which means we do what the master has told us to do. And therefore, when I say all hands on deck, like you just referred to, uh, it's basically we don't need any congratulations at any level. All we need is an opportunity. And that opportunity has presented itself today. And you know... Um we could always use help because we never use this podcast for um, to ask for um, donations ever. And yet Empower has so many opportunities to empower the national church. We're working in what you say for about 50 countries now, about 50 about countries. 50. And we have campaigns and we have projects and, um, and you know, we have opportunities for people to, oh, to give. Absolutely. And, and after you hear these stories, on this website or what we're doing and everything of that nature, it, it, you don't have to be, you don't have to be super smart to read between the lines here. Um, God is doing this, but as you say, Joy, we really need people to buy in both to the program and buy in with the participation at whatever level, uh, simply because this is what we were built for. This is why we were born into this world at this time. We were born as believers to bring in the harvest, like Kara says. So yes, please help. And yeah, and it can't be said any more clear than that. Thanks. <laughs>